This episode of the podcast is brought to you by putting a toothpick in between your toenails and kicking a wall just to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are fist fighting and, you know, stabbing each other over what is the greatest genre of film ever. Mentally and physically. <laughs> um, so I had kind of a unique experience doing this. Mm-hmm. Only because... Have you done this before? Well, no, just like doing this, you know, for you, this time. You told me this was your first time too. <laughs> um, I'm hurt. So I decided to not choose my personal favorite genre of film. Really? Because I felt like that is not necessarily what the question is posing. Mm -hmm. Because although my choice that I have chosen as the best genre is not my personal favorite, I do believe that it is the best genre of film. I can kind of agree with that because I almost did like the same thing. Yeah. So, um... Almost. Almost. But you were like, nah, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to do my favorite. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it is definitely like a close contender to my favorite. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I try. That's like pretty much the biggest thing was like for me, it was like, okay, how do I put my biases aside and mm-hmm. like really like sit down and look at all the genres of film and then to sing to, to say that one genre is the best is a pretty big is a big task. Yeah. Because. They're all so different. Except for mine, which is the winner. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, So that being said, uh, I do believe that this is the best genre of movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I like I said, I do not. This is not mean that it is my personal favorite. But what is your personal favorite? That's a hard. That's a hard uh, question to answer too. But (laughs) you didn't have it prepared. I know I did actually. But I think that like if you if you can consider this a genre, then this is what I would probably call it would be like indie filmmaking like the indie okay. the indie esque yeah. kind of like the more low budget kind mm-hmm. of art Fast house of art house films yeah like those are like that's what i uh, that was, those are like my personal favorite mm-hmm. um but i think that the best genre film is that of the documentary really yes hmm. and i think that the documentary for every other genre they do not they cannot compare because of the simple fact and the most obvious one is that documentaries are real. I was not expecting this. I know. And, <laughs> and you know what? That is very intelligent to be Thank like. Thank you. <laughs> I do have a brain. Well, not you, but like the, the idea itself. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, no, like that does really make sense for documentaries being the the best film genre because it's a film that you could have endless ideas of like what do you want to focus on and you go through and have actual conversations with people right and find actual real evidence for these things and then showcase it yeah the good the bad the really weird yeah the really nasty the really hard to watch the really upsetting like you can showcase it all in it yeah i think that documentaries are they sit in a, in a unique place because of the simple fact that they are real life mm-hmm. and they are not 
look, so like, I guess like at the, when doing this, like talking about our favorite, like we, the reason as to why we're, we're talking or the reason why we're picking these genres, the movies that we're thinking of are like the best versions of that genre. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, obviously like a shitty documentary is probably one of the worst (laughs) versions of like a film because of like a really boring documentary is like awful. It mm-hmm. really, really is. It's like when when you when it's like, oh, this is all based on a true story, and then you turn it on, and it's like just so boring, and like the story isn't compelling. Like, and it's like, why didn't you? E- why did you even make a documentary? Yeah, it's that like you could have made an article about ex- it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like that. This could have been like three hundred and fifty words. Yeah. Like that, that we didn't need a we didn't need a two hour long movie about this. But when a documentary is at its hot, like at its peak, mm-hmm. you cannot compare to anything else because of the simple fact that it's real. Yeah, and. All of this unbelievable, th- like, look, like when in the beginning of quarantine back last year, like Tiger King was like a big deal. Oh yeah, I watched and, it. And it's insane. And like the simple fact that like these people are essentially characters. Mm-hmm. Like they're not even they they almost aren't even real life. Like mm-hmm. they they almost feel like actual movie characters. And the simple fact that they are real people and. Joe Exotic is really in prison, <laughs> and Carol Baskin definitely murdered her fucking husband. Oh yeah, like absolutely, <laughs> like like these. Th- there's nothing that can compare to the real life um, rawness of a documentary, and another, something else that I think like a lot of films don't really uh, do is when, when a documentary ends. There's no other genre of film. That makes you immediately pick up your phone, go on the computer, and start doing research, like diving like see deeper what's going into on now. yeah, exactly, like into like what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like obviously, like I, it's it doesn't need to just be films. Like obviously, like like we said about Tiger King, like that's that was more of like a series, right? Yeah, and it looks like they're making a season two. Fantastic. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that's gonna be. All right, um, I'll watch it. But yeah, sure. Uh, you know, but like you know. Even like like we watch Jess and I watched something called Night Stalker, mm-hmm. which was all of, like a, is like a serial killer documentary, yeah. and it's like as soon as that ends, Jess is like on the computer, like right, looking up research, seeing where he's at now. Did he die? Is he still alive? And and then you start like unraveling more shit. Like oh my mm-hmm. god, he's in prison and he's married somehow. A woman found him and he murdered like sixty women, and and a woman wanted to marry him. Like why? Mm-hmm. And then you start doing research onto her. Like what what what's her story? And there's no other genre film that, like, makes you do that. Exactly. I mean, like, most recently, like, I watched with my fiance Jess, like, the Onision thing. And that was, like, a three-part series of a documentary. And yeah. it was, like, oh, my God. Like, just watching, like, who this person is is, in, like, crazy. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, like, one on Netflix that I haven't checked out yet called The Last Dance. That yes. apparently is fantastic. Yes. Um, but, like... Documentaries have like this cool thing too, where you also have like a subgenre to it of mockumentaries, which, yeah, yeah. which almost <laughs> are just as almost compelling as real documentaries. Like the two that I can think of most noticeably is um, this is Spinal Tap. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you've no. ever seen that. No, it's just this mockumentary of a band. Like a, a heavy metal like eighties rock band, and they follow him, them on tour, mm-hmm. and it's not real. Yeah, it's all fake. Like they they just they just are. Yeah, and it's insane to be like, okay, like this is made up, but it looks so <laughs> real. <laughs> yeah. And then same thing too for um one that 
probably everybody around us knows uh, the Poughkeepsie tapes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember watching that when I was younger and I was like, oh, my God, like, this is scary how real this is. Yeah. And you can almost put like found footage films into that category, too, because yeah. it, it they're basically... impersonating real life. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think like the documentary style of filmmaking that kind of like leads into my next point, which is like like it. I, I think that documentaries are like the everyman film mm-hmm. like you can find one for everybody. there is never like if you get a really fantastic documentary like everybody's into it. There's nobody that's like sitting that's gonna sit down and be like, oh, I hate documentaries. <laughs> like, I, it just doesn't seem like a like a, like a val- like a, you know like a valid thing to say. Mm-hmm. Like, you can make the argument that like, oh, people don't like horror movies. Like, no matter how fantastic a horror movie is, it's critically acclaimed. It's whatever. If you don't like horror films, if if you don't like being scared, then that's not gonna be your type of movie. Like, yeah. no matter what. Or if you hate action films, like you find them boring and plotless, it's, it's like, okay, even the best action movies in the world, you're still not going to enjoy watching somebody get punched in the face if you don't like that. John Wick. Yeah. Or, <laughs> but, but a documentary, everybody fucking loves a good documentary. Because mm-hmm. um, it's then, just intriguing. Yeah. And then the last thing that I have that I think is actually really important, um, and I... And I don't necessarily believe that every film needs to do this, but I do think that the best ones do mm-hmm. is documentaries start conversations. Mm-hmm. As soon as that movie ends, I think that there's no genre of film that makes people sit down and get together and talk about what is going on or whatever like a documentary. Um, it's very, very rare that... Uh, that I that I really really enjoy a film that I think isn't worth talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like my favorite, like when we did like our top five films of yeah. all time, like all of those films, in my opinion, or what, what do we do? Our top ten films, right? Yeah. In my opinion, all of those films start a conversation in some way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like obviously, like you get into like like once you start really getting like that last like top five, it's like those ones really, I think are trying to say something. Um, and I think that it's important for films to start conversations. And again, like, I don't think every film needs to, like, I think that if, you know, if you take the world so seriously and, and whatever, then your life is going to be pretty dull. Like there are like, you know, the comedies and, in that, that, that exist and that are, that's like, you know, more of like an escape, an escapism type of film, right? Like the romantic comedy. Yeah. Like any, anything like that. It's like, those are like your escapism films that Mm. you're trying to forget about the world and, and you just want to like sit down and just have a good time and that's fine and dandy, but truly great, great, uh, cinema. I think, continues conversations Mm -hmm. and once those credits roll you're still having conversations about it and i think documentaries whether it be about environments whether it be about animal cruelty whether it be about murderers serial killers rapists whatever it is they start conversations Mm -hmm. and i think no other genre of film starts a conversation like an amazing documentary does and that's all I have to say, really. It's a good I point. mean, I think that documentaries, again, although not my favorite genre of film, mm-hmm. is the superior one, mostly because they are real. And there's not a writer and a director. And although some of them, they te- they're technically is, but there's not somebody sitting down and just creating a, uh, you know, a story. Yeah, it's more Most, of just piecing it's it It's run together. and gun. It's like, hey, 
this, you know, like, you know, what's like the best is like, you know, this isn't the only one that did it, but since we brought it up already, like might as well just keep going with it. It's like with Tiger King, like Tiger mm. King wasn't supposed to be what it was. Yeah. Like that, unf- like while that document, while that film crew was there, all of that shit just started like unraveling in front of them. And they were just like, we need to continue, like, you know, keep recording this shit. And like, let's see like how far this goes. Yeah. Cause it was mainly just supposed to be like this guy who owns his own tiger sanctuary. Yeah. And that was it. Like right. it was just supposed to be that. And then you deep dive into like all these other tire sanctuaries like around them mm-hmm. and how it's basically like cults and how they're basically just like horrible people and they're just doing all this shit and getting away with it. And this and like and then you start learning about how, you know, there's there's more of these tigers in captivity than there are out in the wild. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, OK. That starts a conversation. And then how they get them too. Right. Is like a big thing of like, how do these people get these tigers? Yeah. I mean, it is, it's incredible. And I would say that, you know, like there's another, there's a, there's a really crazy uh, documentary about Anthony Weiner. I don't know if you know who Anthony Weiner is, mm-hmm. like a politician. Uh, and they were, they were doing a documentary about him and it was just like a normal documentary, like filming him. And all of a sudden, as that film crew is there, his giant sex scandal comes out. Yeah. And it's like they were filming as that, like as that was unfolding, and then it's they just, just kept it going. It's like perfect. It's like how do you like you know? And then everything just fucking blows up, and it's mm-hmm. like oh my god. Um, I think that like kind of like what you were saying. I think that like versions of documentaries that are uh, that aren't technically documentaries, but more like mockumentaries, like like ones that really stick out in my head are like. Borat, yeah, like Borat is. Oh, how could I forget? Yeah, Borat? like Borat. Like, although it's like stupid and silly, it's like also like it. It, it actually like poses some questions about like the Middle East and stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, and and he, and then you have like Sasha being like followed around by like the fucking FBI and CIA because they thought he was like an yeah. actual. Like, it's crazy. There's also the Joaquin Phoenix, right? Mo- like, document. never. What was that called? I don't remember um, what it was called. You were you were never really here. No, that's no, not, that was the it's, one. It's, that called, <laughs> it's called "I'm I'm Still Here." Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. Where, where it's like Joaquin becoming a rapper, like, and everybody thought it was yeah, real. And like one of the best fucking like fuck yous to Hollywood mm-hmm. ever. Casey fucking Affleck directed that movie. It's mm-hmm. actually like pretty. Uh, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, listen, there is nothing like a great fucking documentary. Obviously, like the crime ones are like the ones that like really like stick with people. Like mm-hmm. thinking back, it's like oh, like. Uh, like watching detectives like yeah. try to like unfold a lot like, of the a cult serial ones killer really or whatever cool too. yeah stuff like that the best mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean i think that documentaries are the are the superior genre and um and i think that i think that if you put the best the best version of another film up against the best version of a documentary mm-hmm. i think the documentary always wins hmm. I have an opposing vision to that. <laughs> now, before I get into it, my, my personal favorite is horror films. Um, and we mentioned that before we started, yeah. too. It was like, personally, I'm a horror guy. Like, I love being scared. And I love when it's done in a great way where it's not just like, boo, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, right. Where Jump it, scares are bullshit. Yeah, like the most stupidest thing I've ever seen in a ho- uh, horror film. Yeah. And... When you can actually, like, draw out a story yeah. and make you scared from the story, that's where horror is the best. Yeah. However, a genre that I think is almost limitless is science fiction. Yeah. And that, in part, has to do with the fact of what is science fiction. 
can can you really put into a definition of what science fiction is in film? Right. Because there's so many subgenres to science yeah. fiction that it almost creates Oh, a plethora of genres itself. Yeah, that's like my biggest praise for sci-fi is like you can really go almost anywhere with it and it can still kind of be considered sci-fi. Yeah, like, I mean, the biggest thing is if you if you type in just on Google, like top science fiction films, you have stuff like Underwater, which is more of like Cthulhu stuff. Godzilla shows up. Avengers shows up. Blade Runner shows up. Star yeah. Wars shows up. Right. Alien shows up. Yeah. Like, all these subgenres where it creates such a uniqueness to films. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, some of the best ones are science fiction horror. Like, I mentioned, like, Alien is one of the best films to ever come out. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely up there in top, like, at least top 100 films. Yeah. Because it broke this wall of, like, what science fiction can be. Right. It is horror, but in space. You have science fiction fantasy. Right. Star Wars. Like, I I don't want to keep going back to Star Wars, but it possibly is the most well-recognized science fiction fantasy film ever made. Yeah. Because... It's just fucking wizards in space. <laughs> and it doesn't even have to be defined by being in space. There can be, like, some element that is unworldly. Yeah. I mean, again, Avengers, like, having superpowers is unworldly. Right. It's, it's not grounded in our reality. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because it's like, yeah, like, well, I guess prior to you saying that, I guess I wouldn't really have considered Marvel films like a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. But now that now that... When when you when you cast that net over it, it's like yeah, I guess it is technically sci-fi because it's yeah, guys running around with capes and flying and super yeah. strength and whatnot. It's like that can only be sci-fi, I guess. Yeah, like there. I mean, you can cut it into an action film because there's fighting, right? But again, it's not of our world, right? So it has some element of a fiction to it. Yeah, I mean, and then you can also have like just science fiction action films like or mystery films i mean one of the biggest ones is blade runner right like it is what is the plot honestly i, I keep forgetting Does what anybody the plot know is <laughs> for blade it's, runner it's, it's a noir it's kind of yeah. like a sci-fi noir it's like exactly it's like him you know trying to whatever like figure out if he's actually a robot or not or what do they call the replicant yeah and you know what like it, it in that film it's more of like like you said a noir mystery but because it has flying cars and like robotics all of a sudden it's science fiction yeah so it poses this really cool question of what is science fiction because there is no right answer to it yeah any anything that is otherworldly can be science fiction yeah one of my favorite films of all time the thing is a science fiction film right and science fiction horror film yeah exactly yeah i mean and then with that too like you you have like that element of weird outer worldly like H.P. Lovecraft style stuff that I like a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think sci-fi isn't my go-to genre mm-hmm. because I like I like more films that are grounded in reality. Yeah, that's just my style of film. That's just like what I've always been kind of drawn towards. But I mean, when you get a really good sci-fi film. 
it's really like especially because of like the ideas that like you were saying like the ideas can really be limitless mm-hmm. like the ideas of like oh okay let's say that you're in like an alien world like the guns that they use you can make them look however you want yeah they can shoot out whatever they can like, whatever you want them to shoot they don't need to just be lead it doesn't need to just be a bullet like yeah. it can be lasers that can cut through like you know <laughs> anything or whatever it may be um, I mean, two of our favorite films that we did last year was Prospect and Annihilation. Prospect was really good. Mm-hmm. Prospect was really good. All right? Yeah, that was a that was a good choice. Did I choose that or did you? I did. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to, but you were like, oh, it's critically acclaimed, and I don't know what that means yet. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I was a baby. Um, <laughs> Wah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, sci-fi, like sci-fi at its best, is really good. Mm-hmm. Is really really good. But there, I almost feel like there's nothing worse than mediocre sci-fi yeah when you get bad sci-fi it Mm. almost makes it like unbearable ironically almost everything that's pumped out from the sci-fi channel yeah everything that sci-fi ever creates is like just like all that shit of like like shark to puss and like (laughs) fucking sharknado (laughs) and and super boa versus sharkadile like something like that where it, it relies heavily on the CGI aspect because yeah. I think it's cheaper. Right. And you're creating these films where it's like, oh, we, we call it science fiction because it, it's this weird shit. Yeah. But it doesn't fully meet what science fiction should be. The only thing that I have left from that is... A, an issue with science fiction. Oh God, you're you're supposed to talk about how good it is. Now. Well, it you're is. Like, you know what? It is. <laughs> but like, it, it's more of just like what I fear. Like going forward, mm-hmm. because science fiction is so endless, and you can make all these incredible subgenres to everything. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to top it. Like the, I'm always gonna be looking for like a science fiction film, but. It's going to have to be some type of, like, interesting concept to really hold it in place. Like, Prospect was, like, one of the more recent stuff where it came out and it was like, okay, this is really cool. This is a nice idea. This is beautiful to look at. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, what do you do next? (laughs) Like, like, I mean, Dune is something that's coming up. Right. And that's already, like, Mm pre-established, which is cool. But for something where it's, like somebody making the next great science fiction film. Yeah, it's like, how do you, what, like, what's like, where's like the next like truly original, original idea? Yeah, what is the sci-fi? structure going to be for that? Yeah, yeah. I think like, like one of my, I've, like one of the movies that I really love a lot is uh, Upgrade. Yes. And Upgrade and that is, counts is, as a science is fiction. kind of sci-fi, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty much, it's sci-fi, but it's like an action sci-fi. Yeah. Um, And it's like, okay, where do you, like, yeah, you're right. Like, okay, like that was incredible. Okay. And like, somewhat like has been done before mm-hmm. but in like this one was done very well like yeah. you know I it don't was know. the better version of venom i never saw venom you don't need to you <laughs> saw upgrade it's better <laughs> um but yeah i do wonder like where is like the next truly original original sci-fi idea mm-hmm. because a lot of the stuff is just kind of like remakes or sequels sequels remakes or hey that's a cool idea like let me just put my my own little twist on it but mm-hmm. it's like okay kind of like what you, what you were talking about like the little things and yeah. i think it was last episode um or maybe it was this episode no, it was I last don't episode. um where you were just like you know like it's just a shitty version of seven yeah like 
it's a film that we've seen a million times already. And like, how are they going to make it original? And they just didn't. <laughs> well, they uh, made it original by having no climax or resolution. <laughs> so, wow, shots fired. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's like okay, like where does sci-fi go from here? Because like we've seen the aliens, we've seen the horror, we've seen like the animatronic, like Terminator style stuff. Mm. It's like where do we go from here? Yeah. yeah, there's only so many Predator movies we can see. Yeah, and those are getting real bad. Mm. Uh, but the first two, yeah, first two are cool. First, the second one's not even that cool, honestly. It's all right. <laughs> the second one's kind of corny. Terminator, Terminator's great. Yeah, Terminator's really good. But even those like are starting like one get and two bad. Yeah, one and two are fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you have like like is for you is like Alien like the greatest or the thing is the thing like just the I mean, best sci-fi? It's hard. It's really hard to say. Like I mean, obviously. Star Wars has to, like, sit somewhere in there. Even though you hate it, but love it, but hate it. I mean, the original three. Yeah. I love. Um, I mean, definitely Alien has to sit up there where it's like, this is science fiction at its core. Yeah. Um, And the thing is just one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah. Um, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yep. Yep. That is pop. Yeah. I mean, 2001 Space Odyssey is probably the best representation of science fiction at its core. It might be. You know, it's funny. I read, I was reading a book. Uh, I was reading Stephen King's The Gunslinger. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend it. I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, I just wasn't compelled. Like, I finished it this mm-hmm. morning, actually, and, like, I just didn't, like... The, the, it was just so anticlimactic, mm-hmm. and, like, the entire story was just, like... I didn't care for it. Not oh, really for me. Not to cut you off. I almost like on the way here was like, you know, what if we start doing like instead of recommendations, like sometimes we do stuff that we don't recommend. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I don't recommend yeah. the gunslinger. <laughs> um, but there was a cool like little sequence in the book in which he kind of he's basically the gunslinger is about this guy who's like trying to find a character called the man in black. Mm-hmm. And he's like been chasing him this entire book. And then he finally gets to him and they kind of have like this conversation. And the man in black starts talking about space Mm -hmm. and he's talking about like the galaxy and he's talking about how if you would go you 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 know you you leave earth and then you get to like the galaxy it's like okay then where do you like once you leave the galaxy where do you go Mm -hmm. it's like you go to another galaxy and then it's like okay after you get out of that galaxy where do you go to a third whatever and like it's just like an infinite like like it never ends he's like you would never really reach like a dead end yeah and then he mentions how how maybe if if there is an end to it it's it's the birth of a new beginning mm-hmm. because it's he kind of he kind of like makes like a metaphor of like of like you would reach this wall like like a like a chicken in an egg mm-hmm. and then you can break through that wall like you can break like like you can crack the egg and then you are starting over again and it made me think of 2001 a space odyssey where you know he goes pretty much to the edge of the universe and then is reborn. And I don't know. It just made me, you you brought up 2001 (laughs) and it just, and it just made me think of like 2001 and just how like, how incredible of a fucking sci-fi film that is. Yeah. And it probably is the be all end all of sci-fi. Yeah. Truthfully, I think so. I mean, it's, it's really just a masterpiece Mm -hmm. and probably would be my favorite sci-fi movie. Yep. Um, yeah, that movie is unlike any fucking movie. It really is. Like, ugh, God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny because I don't really care for sci-fi, but yet, like, 2001 Space Odyssey is, like, in my top ten films of all time. Exactly. And yeah. it's sci-fi. And it's sci-fi, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, a, a, that's leave, our picks. Leave a comment of who you think won. 
<laughs> and also what your favorite genre is. <laughs> yes. Um, so I have a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of already stole it from me, <gasps> but uh, I'm still going to recommend it. And The Gunslinger. <laughs> no, no, no. And keeping it in the vein of documentary mm-hmm. is The Last Dance. Oh, okay. So I, act- I just watched it mm-hmm. uh, over the course of like the like past two weeks. And it's all about Michael Jordan. Is it fantastic? Because I heard it's nothing really, but really incredible good. And things like, this about This is it. coming from somebody who doesn't care about sports. Mm-hmm. Like I could really care less about basketball. Um, but boy, oh boy, does this documentary make me care about basketball, at least only f- from Michael Jordan's era. Yeah. Uh, it's intense. You get to learn so much about his mentality and his, and his thought process of like of how he – basically led the Chicago Bulls to be one of the greatest NBA teams to ever exist mm-hmm. and how he single-handedly did that pretty much by just like being like an asshole and fucking like motivating them and treating them like garbage but also being like an incredible team like teammate and leader uh and yeah man I mean it's 10 episodes and every episode is incredible and it's really really cool because this, there was a documentary film crew during... I don't remember exactly what year it was. I think it was like... It was like in the later years. It was like... I don't know. It was like nine, like late ni- or early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, dude, it is beautiful. Like, because the, they, fi- they filmed it on real film. Yeah. And, like, for me, like, sitting there and, like, seeing how they, like, kept these, like, this film in, like, in, like, a vault somewhere and just, like, maintained it. And then, you know, just recently, like, took them out and, like, went through everything. It, it It's just so... It looks like it was shot, like, today. Like, it's oh, so really? beautiful. Because one of the... Somebody that I recommended previously, Super Eyepatch Wolf, talked about it. Yeah. Where he, again, too, was not a basketball fan. But it almost structured itself like this huge wrestling storyline that, like... Oh, like we lost, but then we come back, and like almost like a Rocky type thing too. Yeah, 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 definitely. And uh, yeah, I mean, it it motivates you mm-hmm. like for real. And like Michael Jordan is incredible. Like he really, really is. And like they do some really cool stuff where they like film an interview with somebody, and then will then give that interview that that like recording of the interview to somebody like mm-hmm. like let's say Michael Jordan. And then they'll be like, hey, like, this is what so-and-so said about this game. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Jordan is watching the guy talk about how he thinks he outdid Michael Jordan. And then Michael Jordan's, like, laughing. And he's like, that motherfucker didn't do shit. Like, <laughs> and, like, and then Michael Jordan goes on, like, this rant about how, how he didn't. And, I mean, it really, really is incredible. Like, it's really cool. Um, and I like how they don't portray Michael as, like, this perfect, like, person. Like, mm-hmm. they show, like, him being an asshole. But they also show how fucking incredible he really really was uh and is hmm. and it it's really really compelling i nice. highly i highly recommend it yeah I, I wanted to check it out i just haven't gotten around to it yet yeah, but it i've heard nothing but fantastic things about it really it. is all right so next film we're doing is going to be a i believe it's a netflix original mm-hmm. and it's a it's an international movie it's a it's a it's spanish okay and it's called the platform Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but so for me. Oh my God! Wait, I think I know what this is. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, you look—you got really excited with, with the 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 like tray of food that yeah, comes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to see this. This so, looks so cool. So I watched it. I watched it twice actually because mm-hmm. I enjoyed it so much. And um, I think that this film is a perfect blend of our types of movies put mm-hmm. together. It's like it's got like that sci-fi. 
it's got that kind of like world that mm. you're really, really into, but it's got that small story kind of art house feel that I'm really into. Okay. It's kind of like the perfect blend of our worlds, I think, coming together. And uh, I found it enthralling. Yeah, I forgot. I, again, I think one of the things that I recommended before, Screened, um, which dives into like films, um, they talked about it. And I was just like, I want to watch this so badly. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, so that's what we're doing next week. So look forward to that. Zach. Take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs> <laughs>